Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 971 FM Talk Podcast. All right. Welcome back. You're listening to the Mark Cox Morning Show, and we are uh, enjoying the sunshine outside this morning because it was snowing when we got to work. Isn't that weird? Sunny yesterday, 80 degrees. Snowed this morning at 4 a.m., and it's sunny again, although it's, the warmth did not come back. Deceivingly cold. It's like one of the – it looks nice out. You want to believe that it's nice, and you go outside, and it hits you right in the face. It's going to be warm in the studio in about 30 minutes, I'm estimating. But who's because counting? Sue Thomas will be joining us over here in our studio at that point. <laughs> our friend Tony Stone is uh, on his way in right now. Uh, with some corned beef and cabbage and carrots and bread and yes, please. Oh, can't wait to try it. Uh, anyway, we're looking forward to that. He's going to come in here toward the end of the show and talk about one of the specials he's offering for St. Patrick's Day. So that's coming up for you here shortly. Looking forward to that. I promise. We were just taking a little trip down memory lane here. You know, obviously, Kim and I both worked in in journalism for a number of years, and um, I was I was looking at an old. Uh, a backup disc drive I had at home the other day for something and came across this story, Kim, of me covering the Good Friday tornado that hit Lambert Airport and the and the a portion of the city and houses right next to it there. So, yeah, I remember. In fact, I would have been. You said it was what year? Twenty eleven. I was in school. I was in college. That was. Mm-hmm. I would have been a junior, and I remember driving to. To St. Louis, to the Bridgeton area, to cover that tornado. Oh, I remember wow. going to the airport and reporting from the airport for okay. KOMU at Mizzou. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it brought back uh, brought back some memories. My friend Gary Womack and I spent the whole night walking around up there. They restricted. Uh, we had to walk most of those streets. They restricted cars because t- trees were tumbled over and and all that stuff. They had tornadoes in Chicago last night. Did they really? So we're entering that that part of the spring here before long. We're going to have to start worrying about that again. But yeah, yeah. I remember when when I was covering that tornado in 2011, police standing at the top of the neighborhoods blocking people specifically because of looters, because mm-hmm. people would just go in there and steal, which yes. is just so sad. I'm like, gosh, these people have been through enough, and now they have to worry about their items that are left being stolen from them. Just a shame. I had to I showed that to Kim. She's like, "Who's that young guy?" I'm like, oh, "Come on, that was just 12 <laughs> years ago. Guy. Just 12 years ago." Uh, but anyway, uh, that's funny. So anyway, uh, we will uh, get to Mark Lauder coming up, special assistant, uh, former special assistant to President Trump and uh, Mike Pence before that. But now he's communications director at America First Policy. Want to get his thoughts on the Michigan primary, uh, the upcoming Super Tuesday primary, uh, Nikki Haley and why in the world she's still hanging around. But first, let's get to the shortlist. The Mark Cox Shortlist. 
That's me, Carl. Hang on here just a minute. I'm trying to get it working. It's not working. Hang on here. hundred percent stolen. That's me, Carl. Hang like on. Like it was joking? rigged to, to that large of a Yeah, they, they completely change the way people vote right before the election on the basis of COVID, which had nothing to do so with in that way. So there you have it. So that was uh, Tucker Carlson yesterday speaking out about uh, on a podcast about how COVID changed the way people voted in twenty in twenty twenty, and why he is absolutely convinced uh, that changed the outcome of that election. Give them a five times match on whatever they're able to save for nine months. In other words, if you save two hundred dollars for one month you'll receive $1,000 in additional money for that month. <laughs> Channel 4 looking at uh, at the, another way to buy votes uh, by the politicians in the city of St. Louis. They're going to overcome the Del Mar divide by paying you off. They can't wrap their arms around the fact that this is about me really putting the red flag up saying, look, this is about the Republican Party and this is about our country. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about at this point. Uh, Nikki Haley, they keep throwing cameras in front of her face, and she she can't explain what it is that's keeping her hanging around. But she's not going to run as the third-party candidate, she claims. Tonight, some of Monty Henderson's freedom has been frozen. A judge is keeping Henderson on house arrest 24-7 until he goes to trial. Well, that should work, shouldn't it? Hmm. This is regarding the suspect in the case where the mother and daughter were killed outside of the Drake concert a few weeks back. Tragic, tragic story. If you watched the video, it's heartbreaking, and it happens in a split second. I mean, life and death in a split second. They're walking across the street celebrating after watching uh, Drake perform, and the next thing you know, because, uh, because of a guy that should have been in jail— but instead had been given a slap on the wrist and let go. This guy's flying down the street at 70 miles an hour, clips a car, and hits and kills a, a mother and her daughter in a street in downtown St. Louis. And now, because the judge in the case took so much grief over it, this thing got worldwide coverage. She's decided, well, you know what? Maybe we should make sure he knows he's on house arrest. Like, that didn't work in the Janae Edmondson case. Remember the guy who killed, uh, who, who hit the little girl and, her, and she lost her legs? The volleyball player happened about a year ago. He was on house arrest. He, he, he had an ankle bracelet on. But he had violated it repeatedly, and it was never enforced. So he just came to assume that he could do what he wanted. Nobody's going to come knocking on his door asking him why he was violating the terms of his of his uh, probation or his his um, house arrest. Nobody ever asked. Yeah. I've... Now, it's Gabe Gore and not Kim Gardner now, but I think questions need to be asked. Unless you've got a guard standing outside of the door, what are the conditions in which he is allowed to leave the house? And if you can't guarantee me that he can't leave the house, put him in jail. No, I agree. I think when I saw it was house arrest, my first thought was that's ridiculous. I, it, listen, listen to the to the way Channel Four reported on this. Anyway, uh, cut ten, please. 
Tonight, some of Monty Henderson's freedom has been frozen. A judge is keeping Henderson on house arrest 24-7 until he goes to trial. The victims were visiting downtown from Chicago for a concert a couple weeks ago. Police say this video shows Henderson flying down Olive, running a red light, hitting the two women. Despite the judge's actions today, the victim's family, even legal experts, question Henderson's initial bond as well as charges. We're also learning Henderson had multiple speeding tickets, including one almost a month before the crash, where he's accused of driving more than 20 miles over the speed limit. Yeah. So if he violates that because he has the GPS ankle monitor on, would that, uh, in my mind, send a notification to them and then he would go straight to jail? I'd like to think that's how it would work, but I'm not super optimistic. Well, the last part of your sentence would he go straight to jail? I can answer that. No, <laughs> the, the court gets a notification, apparently, or the sheriff's department, at least in the city, I believe, when when those things go off. And I remember that correctly because I, th I believe correctly because of what happened in the Jenny Edmonds case, looking into how he violated that so many times and never got caught. They knew about it. It got reported to the to the prosecutor's office and then the ball got dropped. It was just never taken to court and rescinded. So maybe Gabe Gore is better at that. Maybe they've improved the processes over there. I don't know. But I think it's worth a comment from the city circuit attorney on yeah. this. I'm sure this this accused driver is a stand-up, fantastic man, made this one mistake and maybe several other tickets. And, and I, you know what? I bet he's just going to want to abide by these rules and which, stay in his house. Which explains why um, it worked so well the first time and why the police were saying you shouldn't give this guy bond because he's a flight risk. He's right. not going to show up to court, but the judge did it anyway. That that Just remember, when you hear somebody say criminal justice reform, it's usually only reform of justice for the criminal, not for criminal justice. That's what you need to, to remember, and that's what happened here. Coming up, Mark Lauder joins us from America's First Policy Institute. Get his thoughts on the Michigan primary results. We'll be back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. 
thank everybody. You've been incredible. And I'm so proud of the results because they're far greater than anticipated. So thank you all very much. And I'll be seeing you over the next period of nine months and long beyond that. Thank you very much. And big congratulations. Yeah, we've been wondering all morning why that audio sounded so bad. Apparently somebody had him on the phone and just put just hit speaker. He was on speakerphone, and there was like an echo in there. So that was that was awful. I, I thought he was at a podium somewhere, but I apologize for that. Let me get to Mark Lauder, communications professional, who will also cringe at hearing audio that bad. But, Mark, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Mark? I'm doing all right. You know, here, here we go, 34 points in Michigan – uh, there are polls in in the uh, in the Super Tuesday states that show him with a fifty or sixty point lead. Why in the world is Nikki Haley still hanging around? Well, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, you've got to ask yourself why what she tries what she's trying to accomplish from this. Uh, you know, other than really committing political suicide in uh, you know in Republican Party politics in the future. Uh, it's not like she and I get it. You know, I hear a lot of folks out there going, well, she's doing this in case for some reason, you know, that Donald Trump's not the nominee. But that's not how it works. They, Even they, in the unlikely and nearly impossible to fathom concept that Donald Trump is, you know, for some reason cannot go on to be the nominee. The delegates would be then either free to decide the, cho- the candidate of their choice or he could literally say, this is the person I support. You should support them. Yeah. I Somebody in, in Minnesota asked her this question yesterday. Go, go to cut seven for us, Carl. Well, I think that people just don't understand why I would continue to go through this process. And, you know, they at first said, oh, it's all about her being vice president. I think I've pretty much, you know, gotten rid of that argument. And then they were saying, oh, it's all about 2028. Well, they realized if it was about 2028, I would have been out a long time ago. They can't wrap their arms around the fact that this is about me really putting the red flag up saying, look, this is about the Republican Party and this is about our country. And here you have a candidate that if I get out is going to be a candidate that cannot win a general election. Okay, where's the logic there? If she gets out, she's still not going to be the she's not going to be the candidate. And with all due respect to Nikki Haley. Have you read the polls? Do you need? Do you know how to read polls? Because when I'm looking at the Real Clear Politics average right now, Donald Trump is up 2.1 percent head to head against Joe Biden nationally. Yep. And we should never forget: at no point in 2019 or 2020 did he ever lead. Not one single day, even before the pandemic, he never led the head to head nationally. He's up three points when you put the five way race in. He's also winning all seven swing states. Yeah. Mark, and five of those are outside the margin of error. We've, we've been talking about that too, Mark. Uh, this is Kim. We were playing audio from the head of the No Labels Party who was like, yeah, we would welcome Nikki Haley as a candidate. She's adamant that she's not doing that. She's only running as a Republican. What do you think the odds are of her kind of backtracking on that and popping up with the No Labels Party? Well, here's the problem that Nikki Haley faces is that 47 states have what are called sore loser laws, which means that if you appear on the ballot as a, in the primary for one of the major two parties, you cannot then appear on the – if you lose, you can't then go and appear as an independent in the general election. It's like you had your shot. You decided to run as a Republican or Democrat, and you lost the primary. That doesn't mean you can just go become an independent or get another party's nomination. So she would have some very serious issues and a very difficult time of even getting on the ballot with no labels because of the sore loser laws. I did not know that. 
that, that yeah. So I'd, she'd have to do it then for sure before Super Tuesday, because otherwise, at that point, if she loses too many of them, it, she'd be disqualified. Right. And I think it varies from state to state of whether you suspend your campaign or something along those lines. But in some cases, you know, even just your name being on the ballot, because a lot of these states, you know, they've already started printing their ballots. Her name is going to be on there whether she's in the race or not. Yeah. Well, that's that's a great point. You've you've uh, you've educated us this morning, Mark. I always appreciate having you on, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Mark Lauder there uh, for America First Policy Institute chief communications director. And uh, so that would that would make it a, a much more challenging issue after Super Tuesday, for sure. Yeah, that's Now she's only got maybe five of those issues. <laughs> Put a fork in her, she's done. <laughs> I think you're right. Oh, my. Coming up, uh, you know, if somebody turns the lights on in the room, off in the room, you notice. If the government shuts down, did you notice? Did it make a sound? Uh, that might happen on Friday. We'll kick it around with Jared Halpern coming up. I think it's pretty safe to say we all agree with you. Need to avoid a government shutdown. Um, the speaker was optimistic that they'll be able to move forward first with the four bills. And um, under no circumstances does anybody want to shut the government down. Well, we know what happens uh, if that happens. The Republicans are going to take the blame because it seems like that's what always happens, regardless of who's refusing to budge on border issues or whatever the case may be. Jared Halpern's covering this for Fox News Radio this morning. Jared, how are you? I am well. How are you? I'm doing all right. So clock is ticking, right? 48 hours or so? Yeah, they've got until Friday, at least for a partial government shutdown. The way this has been set up over the last couple of uh, CRs, these, these short-term continuing resolutions, is uh, kind of breaking up the uh, the spending bills. So there would be a partial shutdown of uh, several departments on Friday. The rest of the government would be shut down uh, the following Friday if they can't reach an agreement. But as you just heard from uh, the Senate uh, minority leader there, the, the top Senate Republican, Mitch McConnell, there is a, a lot of confidence that they're going to be able to avoid that. Um, I think what you're probably going to see is another, at least for a, a few days or maybe a week or so, another kind of CR, kind of reset the deadlines. Uh, House Republican leaders say they are working on the appropriations bills. There is confidence they're going to get those done, but they want to give members time to, to digest it, time to read it, time to uh, kind of let it work through its process. And, and they simply are not going to have time to do that between now and Friday, right? And so I think that's probably uh, what is shaping up. So that is what everybody at least agreed to uh, in that meeting with the president. What apparently they did not agree on uh, was how quickly to move forward on Ukraine aid. Obviously, the Senate has done that, right? They passed that $92 billion uh, foreign aid bill, money for Ukraine, money for Israel, money for Taiwan. Um, you know, Senator Schumer said that everybody in that room, the president, the vice president, uh, congressional leaders, all kind of stressed to the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, uh, that they need to take this up urgently right away. The CIA director uh, presented an assessment to to uh, congressional leaders about uh, the dire situation that, that Ukraine is finding itself in is that it is now running out of ammunition, running out of artillery. Um, coming out of that meeting, we heard from the Speaker of the House. He said that um, the House is going to figure out a way to move forward on uh, that aid, uh, but at the same time said that the focus has to be primarily um, and, and with a priority on the border. And he wants uh, border uh, security taken care of. That is a big source of frustration from the White House because they say that they had this Senate agreement that would have put in 
brand new enforcement measures as it relates to asylum. And uh, they say that that was broken up because of House leadership kind of capitulating to the pressure of former President Trump. So uh, while there was a lot of agreement on keeping the government open, there was not a lot of agreement on two other big pressing matters, which is Ukraine funding and uh, border provisions. I I understand, Jared, this is Kim, by the way. I understand they want to avoid a partial shutdown. I don't want that either. But, I mean, how many times can they just keep passing these CRs and kicking the can down the road? Just indefinitely? I mean, yeah. They've been doing it for a long time because they haven't been able to to pass uh, appropriations bills. And, by the way, the issue that they're having with appropriations bills is largely in the House of Representatives because the margin is so slim for uh, House Republicans that— uh, they've even had trouble kind of agreeing to to even Republican only spending plans. Right. And so that is one of the challenges here facing uh, Mike Johnson is, one, he has certainly a lot of kind of political pressure. We saw what happened to his predecessor and Kevin McCarthy with kind of these bipartisan spending agreements. Uh, but you also have, uh, you know, a governance issue here where a very small number of uh, Republicans, whether they are moderates, whether they are uh, sort of the, the Freedom Caucus uh, conservative flank uh, can hold an yeah. awful lot of sweat in this, pre- in, in this process and kind of gum up the works. And that's been one of the challenges for, for House Republicans here and one of the reasons we have some of these continuing resolutions. J- Jared, you, you've been up there for a while. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but isn't it true that during the Obama, the eight years of the Obama administration, there was never a budget? D- didn't they always just do continuing resolutions and or omnibus no, bills? Well, we're talking about two different things. So a budget and, and a, a and a spending bill are different things. Um, there was I, I don't believe President Obama ever had one of his budget proposals passed. Few presidents do. But there certainly were, were appropriations bills. There were certainly, um, you know, and you, there were appropriations bills during Trump. There were appropriations bills uh, during Biden for a time. Um, but there are also a lot of continuing resolutions. And sometimes you get these things that are kind of half continuing resolutions and half appropriations bills. They, they extend some and have cuts for others. Uh, you'll recall a lot of this was set up uh, in the Obama administration during that um, uh, that, that issue oh, with the deal. Uh, kind of the, the budget deal, right? The yeah. super committee, I think it's called, right? And yeah. so um, they've been trying to ratchet some of that back. This is something that, that challenges every administration. And again, one of the hard parts is uh, we have divided government in this country, and people have to come to the table and agree. And that's hard to do in the best of times. It's even harder to do in an election year. So, so they said they were confident. Um, I guess that has to mean a continuing resolution because they're not— I don't I mean, think they have anything else before Friday. Yeah, yeah, probably not. That's true. All right. Jared Halpern, I appreciate the information, my friend. Thank you. Sure, thanks. Abs- yeah. Absolutely, yeah. The, I mean, the most ridiculous thing about all of this is, is when they came out of the— and the administration tried to blame Trump for the immigration bill failing. Yeah, because that, they said what that the the Republicans are just loyal to him and following his marching orders. That he has that much influence yeah. on the House Freedom Caucus. My, I I don't know that that's true. That doesn't mean he didn't influence their their position on immigration over the years. But I I don't believe that the ones that are against that bad deal were against it just because Donald Trump was against it. It doesn't fix the problem. And Joe Biden is going to be at the United States border tomorrow. And he could he could before he leaves to 
to uh, shuffle his way out to the helicopter. He could go in and reinstate all of the executive orders that Donald Trump had in effect for the border, the stay in Mexico policy, all of these things. And it would begin to fix the problem without any movement from from Congress whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So this is just a false flag argument on their part. Uh, They could fix this without Congress. And if they'd split up these bills uh, and add a little more money in spending for the Border Patrol, they could fix this. They could fix it tomorrow. Yeah. They don't want to. He's clearly in denial about that. He says he can't do anything without Congress acting. But but this whole thing with with the CR, the, the it's so convoluted, you know, it's like I'd like to think that I'm up on politics, but even this is hard for me to follow sometimes just understanding all the nuances of it and how it's it, structured. And it's crazy, you know, and I would I, I know Jared is Jared's been covering things up there for a long time. I think I'm right about that. I believe that during that they they pretty much abandoned regular process during the Obama years. They 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 didn't ever pass regular 12 appropriations bills like they're supposed to, most of it was a continuing resolution, which just allowed the same overspending to continue, which is what's been driving conservatives, fiscal conservatives, crazy so for you, years. So to his point, I mean, and that was the question I asked, because, again, I don't understand all this, is you just keep passing those and it, it doesn't it matter. Just this, so in other words, when they pass the last continuing resolution, we're still under the spending levels set Fourth by Nancy Pelosi right. before she left House leadership because nothing has been set in stone. It's just like a fixed. temporary. It's more or less yeah. like a placeholder That's to get to buy us some time. Pretty much, yeah. we just kick the can down the road. All oh, the time. politics! Oh, Congress! How we love you so. Ah, uh, yes. But you know what we do love is uh, Grillmaster Tony. Oh, yes, we uh, do. And we're hoping he's in the house. Uh, he should be in the house by now because we're going to get him in here in the studio in a few minutes. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I I had to. Um, I had to kind of take a whiff of myself there. I thought maybe it was something about me, but all morning long, Sue Thomas has chosen to stay in a different studio. But oddly, just a moment ago, she chose to come into our studio. Sue, what what is the occasion? You know I love to- uh, <laughs> Grillmaster Tony. He and, is an artist with the brisket. Yes, and he's in-house with us right now. And, Tony, I have to tell you, man, this corned beef, it will melt in your mouth. It's like your brisket, brother. Well, you know— it- well, you know, it's brisket. Oh, It's brisket. It's what I do best. Mm. Just another version. Now, Sue had a good question about this earlier, and I did not know the answer to it. What is corned beef, and why Why corn? What does that mean? Isn't it just a preservative situation? What is corned beef, Tony? Uh, it's the process of, uh, pres- of putting uh, flavor into the meat and and uh, it's like marinating. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. It's like a marination process. It gives process. it a different flavor. So do you do, do you do that yourself? Do you buy it that way already? How do, how does that work? I I purchase you it purchase pre-corned. The, the pre-corned, okay. pre-corned. Pre-corned. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> pre-corned and uh then I uh, you know, I do what I do to it and make it delicious. It, you what did what do you that. should really have is I do it every now and then as I take that same cut of meat and I turn it into uh um pastrami. Ooh, I, can't, I couldn't think what it was called. Put it like pastrami. on a sandwich or something, too. Oh, oh my gosh. We're willing to try that for you. We <laughs> would take one for the team, Sue. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A little, a little rye, rye bread and some brown mustard, some goldens. Mm, delicious. Oh, my goodness. So what you have brought in here to us is the special you're offering up for uh, for St. Patrick's Day. Because, I mean, for a lot of people, that's that's a big celebration. It's a national holiday for them. They they're, they've already got their party planned. I mean, they're, they're, they're having their friends over 
this alleviates them having to cook, right? Absolutely. Wouldn't you think? Yep. And uh, I bring it over in one tray, and it, it's just uh, family at its best. Yeah, it's it's tradition. So you got we got the corned beef. We've got the now. Did you bring us any rolls this morning from the hill? I did not. Oh man, I'm just kidding you. I'm not going to look at gift meal in the mouth. <laughs> So tell us your deal with Pete's. You 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 deliver that with most of your you offer that with most of your meals, right? Absolutely. Uh, Pete is uh, you know just a good friend that uh, lived down the street from me when I uh, when I lived on the hill. You'll, so, you'll notice that people will notice Tony that you and I are the only ones in here doing any talking because the rest of them have their faces <laughs> stuffed right now. I don't know what you mean. Silence and is golden like, sometimes. It like just breaks apart. Like you, we have the knives, but you don't need it. No, nope. it just nope. don't. Cut it with a plastic fork. Yes. Hey, yeah. that's high quality plastic. <laughs> you are that's, awesome. That's, that's heavy duty. Mark, Tony. you've got the rest of this segment right. When to- yeah, absolutely. When when Tony first, I think when I first had you in the studio, uh, when you first started doing some some live advertising with us, Tony brought in this this really nice carving knife. He goes, I didn't think you'd have one of these in here. And then he tells me to take it home. We're still using that thing at home. It's <laughs> fantastic. Got to use it. You, but not that you need it with this beef, uh, that's for sure. Tony, so, seriously, you are an artist with brisket. <laughs> you got to eat. You have got to eat. So I, I brag about this all the time, Tony, but I, I love the, the look on your face and the joy when we go to these first responders, the uh, police and fire de- departments and drop off a box of this food. Uh, thank you for doing that, by the way. Well, it's my pleasure. You know, I've, I enjoy playing on the fire trucks. and <laughs> like um, a kid. And uh, as long as the police don't put me uh, in handcuffs, I'm okay with hopping in one of their cars. I don't think background checks were part of the deal. Uh, when <laughs> nope. went in there. No, don't don't worry about that. Uh, so besides the corned beef and cabbage deal, you're also working on something for Easter, right? Yes, I got a sliced brisket special for your Easter lunch, yes. which we will make it uh, very convenient for you to just throw it in your oven. Uh, when you go to church, set your oven on the automatic setting, and uh, when you come home, it's ready to eat. Oh my goodness, Sandy! You you'll get that all delivered to them and everything. Absolutely. W- what's the uh, what's the cutoff? Do you have a cutoff in mind for the St. Patrick's Day order coming uh, up? The St. Patrick's Day order, I need uh, the Thursday before, which is the fourteenth. Okay, because St. Right. Patrick's Day is on a Sunday. So yes. you guys still got plenty of time. So you got plenty of time to make your mind up to to to, to determine how many people are coming over. Go to grillmastertony.com. And you can you can order right online. Now the minimum order is for ten people, but if you got fifteen or twenty, you can go on and add different things on there. What are the other options? Uh, you there's, get, you any of your regular sides. Any of my any regular of menus is uh, available, which is so good. We've had the a lot of your. Uh, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. the broccoli mm-hmm. was so good. I know. Yeah. Well, that wasn't part of the uh, special today. Well, I know it's not. I know, but it's <laughs> but if you want it, you can add it. All I'm saying Absolutely. is those are options are always there and. Tony, you're the best, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. GrillmasterTony.com. You're welcome. We got to get out of here because I got some eating to do. I was talking, everybody else was eating. How about that? Killmead's up next. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.